bullshit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell decided I was ready for this? Hey friends, Greg Fitzsimmons. Allison Rosen. We're gonna friends. do a childish. Are they are they friends? I well, would think that they are friends to us. They are friends. I feel f- I feel friendly toward them. I feel like there's a very distinct vibe that we have with our listeners. And I when they when they email us, I I really do feel like I'm talking to people I have a relationship yeah. with. It's nice. It's great. Yeah. It's uh we love you guys. We're going to get into your voicemails later, your emails. Yeah. We sent out some Instagram questions that we got a lot of answers to. Thank you for those uh, Apple podcast comments and reviews. Oh, yeah, Keep them coming. They help out so much. Yep. They help out a ridiculous amount. Yes. So do. whatever you're doing, stop it and go leave one and then come back and but listen to the But what if rest. they were leaving one just now? Oh, don't stop that. Stop There's. It. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. You have, uh, you really could be a lawyer, Greg. I think my daughter wants to be a lawyer. Ever since she was like six, she would always negotiate things. Really? Like I remember one time she was, uh, there were two other kids. We had these two kids that lived in the house next to us and they would come over every day and it was a circus. It was a great circus. You know, slip and slides and they dress up and it was just fun. They put on plays. And I remember one time they were in the bathroom and I came in, they left and I walked in and the, uh, the shower curtain was was like writ torn down. And it was obvious like they were playing Tarzan. You know, they were right. swinging. They were trying to uh-huh. swing on. So I called them all, all back into the into the bathroom and I go, did you guys, who, which of you pulled down the shower curtain? Nobody answered. And I said, Owen, did you do it? And he said, no. And I said, Riley, did you do it? And he said, no, I didn't do it. And I said, Courtney? She said, nope. Jojo, did you pull down the curtain? She goes, no. <laughs> but if somebody did, what would happen to them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just for the sake of argument, right? <laughs> yeah, it was always like, there was always a compromise. It was always like, I'll do this if I get this, everything. She's And good deals. She'd set up deals where you had to kind of go, all right, that's the, I guess... I guess you can have the the smoothie if you clean your room. All right, fair enough. Uh, I tweeted about the following. I was in the car with Elliot, and he didn't want to go to school, but then he acquiesced. And then you know he's in his car seat, and he goes, um, "After school, McDonald's." And I said, "I don't know about that." And he said, "Mommy, that's the deal." <laughs> 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 or after school, we go McDonald's. <laughs> Mommy, that's the deal. <laughs> That's the deal that's on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, You'd be a fool to walk away from right. it. So it was JoJo who had, who had pulled it down, right? I knew it before I questioned anybody. Yeah. it's It was always her. She right. would climb on the roof. She would climb up. We have this shed on the side. When she was like six, she would climb on the roof of the house. And she just fearless? Fearless. I remember one time Owen was playing Little League, and mm-hmm. thank God he didn't play baseball for very long because- and try to keep your boys out of it. It's so stupid. They stand around. 
They don't get any exercise. Try to keep him out of baseball. Yeah, get okay. him in a soccer. I he's, see you got the soccer set. He's up in actually the yeah. He is. Uh, we just signed Elliot up for a soccer class. He's had one class so far. He goes again tomorrow. Amazing. And uh, I feel personally that it shows my wonderful parenting because I hate soccer. Yeah, but I am allowing him to play. It is like, yes. Bravo me. I'm I'm semi-joking about that I deserve any sort of applause. But yeah, I always hated, hated, hated. I don't know why I hate it. But if he wants to play, that's fine. It, all they do is run the yeah. whole time. It's great for them. Baseball is such a waste of time. And I'm sorry if you have kids that play baseball, maybe you're getting a lot out of it that I, that I missed. Part of it, too, is I have memories of being a kid. And my father was not very involved mm-hmm. in our childhoods, but he did coach baseball because I think he played baseball when he was a kid. And so he uh, he was the coach. And I mean, when you're standing up at that plate and you've got 18 kids watching you, coaches, parents, and you're an insecure kid and you're standing at home plate with a bat in your hand and all you're thinking about is I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking... God, I want to crack this one up the middle. Or boy, <laughs> right. I'm going to show them. It was just like, let me get a walk or hit me with the ball, something. So those were my, oh, and the same thing in the field. Don't let them hit the ball to me, please. Mm. They have a picture of me standing in right field. Right field is always where you bury the worst player. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was me standing and I'm on one foot with the other foot hooked behind it. Uh-huh. Mitt under my arm, picking my nose, looking straight up. <laughs> Oh, can you find that yeah, picture? Yeah, I'm gonna find the Wildcats was my. Oh my god, team. we gotta find that. And so, uh, and I remember my dad had a convertible. He had this little Fiat convertible, and he would pile us all in. He'd get like six kids in this convertible, and we would drive down to Barone's ice cream, and he'd buy us all ice creams. That was like all I cared about. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to get my kid involved in that. So luckily, soccer was his sport, and he fell in love with it. How did did you play team sports aside from baseball? I played hockey, ice hockey. Mm -hmm. How important do you think? I feel like we were just on the Christina P episode talking. You were talking about how great it was that Owen took to team sports. Yeah. Um, But how important do you think team sports are? Huge. Say more about that. And uh, let me just tell you what my concerns are. Um, this is more philosophical than in practice. If Elliot wants to do sports, that's awesome. I will encourage, you know, he can, I'll encourage him to do whatever appeals to him. Uh, that being said, I think I had not a nat- not naturally athletic other than for tennis. I had this feeling of like, do team sports teach you to submerge? Like, do they make you submerge your individuality? Do they encourage groupthink? That kind of stuff. I think just the opposite. I feel like in society today, men are emasculated and they are really, you know, and it's swung back from men being too emasculated. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this healthy checks and balances that's happening right now. But I think sports is one of the places where a boy can still go out and feel his wild oats and to right. experience competitiveness in a way that they're not allowed to in school. Mm-hmm. If you try to compete in school in anything, you are immediately shot down. You are instructed. You are channeled in another direction away Mm -hmm. from this raw feeling of wanting to be better than somebody else. Uh 
and wanting to elbow them out of the way and wanting to get the ball from them, wanting to kick it past them or, you know, whatever the sport is, I think it allows these chemicals that are Mm -hmm. present and not just for boys, for girls also. Right. It allows this kind of human nature. Yeah. You want to compete. And I think that that's been beaten out of kids. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so, I mean, there's so many lessons. There's also, um, practicing to get better at something right, discipline there's losing learning how to lose gracefully learning how to be a teammate and not necessarily take the shot instead of making the pass of dropping back to defense instead of just hanging by the goal and trying mm-hmm. to score and protecting your goalie um striking a relationship with a coach coaches can be the most influential people in your kids lives because they're teaching them all these things and they're a role model for them you better hope you get one that you uh, agree with. Well, if you don't, you got to switch teams. Yeah, we've we switched teams with that one. Really? What was because of a coach? What was he or she like? Well, he started out with a great coach, and then uh, he was so good that we put him on the best team in L.A., which uh, had a British coach, and he's he was literally coaching them as if they were a Premier League soccer team. And how old was he? He was in eighth grade at this okay, point. So he's thirteen. And he did not react well to it at all. The pressure. He didn't like being told. He told him, this is a quote. He said, you're, because my son was a good ball handler and he would, he would do like spins and go between people's legs. And the guy said to him, you're a magician who can't do magic. What does that mean? I guess he couldn't, he wasn't making the passes after his moves as well as the coach. The coach, this thing called touch passes, which means you don't handle the ball. Uh You get it and you just immediately kick it straight away without even, even and that wasn't Owen's style. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was his joy in the game was he would go end to end. He'd go from one end of the field to the other. Right. And so we took him out of that program and we put him into another one and it ended up being a, and he went into a team that was, they lost Every single game their first season because they were a new team. Five years later, they won the league and were undefeated. Wow. And so he got to be a part of watching a team grow and get better and mm-hmm. believe in each other. And and so I, I, I can't say enough about sports. And I, again, for girls as well as boys. All right. I'll change my mind. I, I'm just kidding. Like, How does I'm Daniel totally open feel it. about it? Did he play sports? <sighs> Uh, a little bit. I think he did softball. Um, but he, his dad was super into sport, like into sports, not into art. And Daniel always veered towards the arts more. Yeah. And I think he, it, it kind of turned into a, th- I don't, I don't know exactly. It's, it's, it turned into a thing, I think, where he felt like, I don't want to do this just because you want me to do this. But I think it became more charged than it needed to. So neither one of you is really like passionate about getting the kids into sports. Daniel actually, I think, is passionate about getting the kids into sports. Um, and he's also, pa- I mean, he'll talk, like if you hear him, he'll be like, we got to get them into, uh, for a while he was like, Krav Maga. But like, this is when they were still in utero. He's like, it's a crazy world. We got to get them into Krav Maga. I um, love that. But then he decided, no, they should do one of the martial arts. He talks about that because he he learned something about Krav Maga where no, that's not really going to teach them what they need to know. Which one is it? Taekwondo, maybe? Yeah, that's right. Owen, Owen did Taekwondo. He was uh, in preschool and he was a very hyper kid. 
and he used to get so hyper he would bite other kids in the face. Oh my god! And it was really bad. This like is other way parents... before bath salts, right? <laughs> right. And so the teacher at the school said, "We think martial arts would be really good for him to channel this energy." So we took him to Taekwondo, Marina Taekwondo, and Marina Del Rey. And Keith Jones runs the place. He's amazing. Him and his wife, and he did it for eight years and he got his black belt. Wow. And it was something that taught him discipline, how to discharge energy, how to have stillness. And also with martial arts, you get belts, mm -hmm. which is the greatest thing in the world is having a goal and achieving it. Yeah. And so each time you get a new belt, then once you get the belt, you get a stripe on the belt and another stripe on the belt, then you go to a new belt. And so it's constantly giving them goals and achieving those goals. It's amazing. Right. That's me. so I was going to a trainer for a period of time uh, and I'd never been to one before. And I never really understood the relationship between uh, physical stuff or athleticism and ha like and all the the mental benefits of it. I mean, I under I understood like burning off energy, but I didn't really understand when people get all like froofy and woo woo about it. I didn't quite get that. But what it did, what I realized is it in a way it was teaching me how to set small attainable goals and accomplish them. Mm. And there was, and so much, I derived so much confidence from that. Um, and then also just the mindfulness. Um, and I think team sports do this too. Just, just that your attention is applied to something Versus like the own shit in your head. Yeah. Versus your, I'm not even speaking. Versus your own. Absolutely. I need to go play soccer. You know, there's a league down in Santa Monica. They have this field at the airport, Santa Monica airport, and they have three games. I think it's on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And there's different levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And the advanced is like guys that played pro soccer mm -hmm. in England. And the beginner is like, you could literally go play. The reason I always disliked soccer when, when we would do it in our school is because I am so bad in terms of foot, eye, coordination like mm. i would go to kick it and i would just entirely miss the ball yeah there were some things i had an aptitude for i i couldn't i'm like i might be the worst soccer player in the entire state of california yeah i don't know how big this goes yeah it could be could be bigger. west of the rockies i think they have a competition in july for the worst soccer the player suck ball yeah you should go out for it is that a real thing no I want it to be. I could win because I'm competitive. <laughs> I could win the suck bowl. <sighs> Greg. Yeah. We uh, were trying to find who our oldest listener is. Right. You may remember. Yes. Some this people was very wrote exciting. In. Some people wrote in and I almost felt insulted by how young they were. Yeah. Like, come on. I know. 40s? Give me a we break. We had somebody come in, John, who... Uh, who thought he was the oldest was 32 years old. Do you think our listeners are actual children? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they think people that listen to podcasts are like millennials. I guess 32 is a millennial though. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is that for the longest time, millennial referred to someone just coming out of college, getting into the workforce. And then at a certain point I realized, no, millennials now have families. Yeah. Millennials are not that young anymore. No, they're not. Uh, we had somebody else who said, uh, I listen on an iPhone 6. Well, let me tell you something. I just got rid of my 6 last week. I moved it up to an 8. C welcome. Yeah, I only recently upgraded as well. 
What'd you upgrade to? The iPhone 10. I didn't but want I the had, big one. I stuck with an eight because it's yeah, small. I, I know. It in my pocket. This and my phone is a little bit too big. It's too big. It is too big. But I had a six before, so yeah. So. Six was a great one. Everybody talks about the six S as being like one of the best iPhones ever made. We still have it. We use it to play music in the kids' room. Mine lasted. I swear to God, I had it for six or seven years. Which one was your first one? Is this relatable? I don't well, know. Well, but... my first one was the Palm Pilot. Oh. And then there was the Palm Trio, which was the first one that had an internet hookup mm-hmm. to it. And those were amazing. Did that have the little keyboard or the stylus? It had the stylus. I remember I when t- I thought having a BlackBerry or whatever it is was so pretentious, sort of like how the, the young people don't realize. But back in the day... People did not have cell phones. Mm. And you'd occasionally see some pompous asshole walking down the street talking on the phone. And it, and I remember thinking like, oh, you think you're so yeah. important. Oh, what's so important that it can't wait? And then I found out that a lot of people in Europe had them and it wasn't a pretentious thing. And slowly it the world turned into the one we have now. I think when a new technology comes out, People always feel like douchebags for using it. Like, yeah. like whenever, whenever, yeah, I remember that with a cell phone. Like, I would never talk in public on it. Right. And now, and now I'm used to it. But like, I'm sure that people, when the first phones were in people's homes and it rang, you and you had company over, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I just, <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> right, you know, right." Like the first fax came in. Yeah. You'd try to hide that. Um, First cave drawing, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) when I first met Daniel, not the first time, but the second time I met up with him, he had that little Bluetooth earpiece on. That was my reaction. Like, okay, Mr. Important. How'd you see past that? It was tough. Yeah. It was tough. And I remember he said something, I don't know if it was related to that, because I probably didn't call it out, but he's like... I know he just in general, he's like, yeah, I like technology. I like new technology. And I thought, you got to draw the line somewhere. And it's that. Yeah. The Bluetooth but why? never got over the hump of looking douchey. Why? You look like you look like a Persian rug dealer. <laughs> it's not untrue. It It looks like I do business and I want everyone to know I yes. do business. Yeah. And I don't have an office. Right. Oh, interesting. My, yeah. you're, you're my office. Starbucks is my office. Rodeo Drive is my office. Wherever I am, I'm working. We were meeting at the Ar- We were meeting up at the ArcLight. That was like our meeting spot. Um, and then this was when I uh, was working on the Adam Carolla show. I had just moved back from New York. I was living down in Orange County at my parents again, which was um, sobering. And I was trying to figure out where in LA I wanted to live. So he and I, we were just friends at this point, would meet up and he and he, he was so patient. He would like drive me around to all these different neighborhoods and we'd go exploring and stuff. Uh, so here's the thing though. He didn't need to have the ear. He wasn't waiting mm. for an important call. He didn't need to have the earpiece. Was he trying to impress me with how professional he was? Because he missed the mark. I should ask him about it. I would say it's the equivalent of having a pager. Remember the pagers? Yes. On the belt loop? But then sometimes cool people had them. Yeah. Be- but then they became very- I like, fucking love the pager because- I never had one. I never answer my phone anyway. Yeah. I use it as a pager. Right. It takes messages and then I call my own phone and I get the message. I call oh. my phone. You know, I hit, I hit play on my phone. Do you have a landline? Nope. Yeah, I don't I don't either anymore. 
No. Did for a long time. Yeah. Which is bad because if there is some kind of terror attack right. or whatever, then, uh, you know, you're going to need it. I'm going to wish we had it. At that, okay, we, so we actually, you know what, this is, it's not, it's not interesting to go into the uh, intricacies of my cable bill. I think we are the oldest people who listen to our podcast, given this conversation. Well, just to tell you who the winner is, we had, uh, here's the, the, the also rans. Holly Martino is 55. And then uh, Red- Again, you, you insult us with your youth. I know. Red, this is a real name. No, this can't be a real name. Red Rough and Sore. I don't think that's a real name. 62 and Childish, Red says. And the winner, drum roll, who <laughs> sent us in, oh no, Old Steamer was 63. And then the winner who sent us, she she emailed us license. a picture of her driver's license. And she looks fucking good for her age. She looks good, period, but surprising that she's this age. Uh, she's in Mill Valley. Her name is Lynn Corman. And she is 73 years old. That's our oldest listener. Lynn, thank you for listening. Um, I would like to just keep this going for a little while longer. You think somebody can top 73? This, I think Lynn is the one to beat. Now we're going to need a driver's license photo yeah. to prove it. Because 73 is pretty old. You think our listeners are that... Um, Savvy? Mendacious. If you're over 73, you probably don't know how to take a picture of your license. No, that's not what I was going to say. I'm saying you think that they're that... Uh, that Competitive? Into lying. Oh, of course. That full of bullshit that someone write in with a bullshitty answer. Well, if they knew the prize, <laughs> didn't we say we were going to give a prize? Oh! Yeah. Yes. So no, we can't have any more submissions. That's it. We're given the prize. And she specifically asked me for a grapefruit Simmons t-shirt. Okay. Sorry, Lynn. All right, so, listen. So Lynn, you're going to get yourself a package. There's going to be uh, a Greg Fitzsimmons pin. There's going to be a grapefruit Simmons t-shirt. There's going to be gonna Allison be Rosen swag. of my special. Well, what? What I'm are you going to put in there? I'm going to send her my child. Is that a gift for her or you? Depends which one. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm going to send her. I have pins. I've got a pop socket for your phone, whichever phone you have. I've got tote bag. I've got. You going to send all that? Yeah. All right. Okay, look. She's the winner. That being said, if you are older than Lynn, I want to know. Yeah. We want to know. We want to know that we you've been you unfair. Something. You've been unfairly maligned. Did she send her address? Well, she sent it's a driver's her, license. Okay, well, I, I don't Good point. That's a good point. Do we? Congratulations, Lynn. Um, should we do some news? Yeah. Time for the news. I got a great. Great piece. This just came out. This was a list put out by, I can't remember what news source this was. These are banned babies' names from around the world. Oh, banned. B-A-N-N-E-D. Yeah. I thought you were saying banned, B-A-N-D. You mentioned earlier this story. I thought you were saying B-A-N-D, and I was so confused. You thought there was like musical bands with children? Yeah, in like them? there's my son Rolling Stone. No, like named after bands oh, or named. Oh, I, for, I don't know. It, like, I'm uh, sorry. It, I should have pronounced the two ends a little harder. I would have preferred a Ben Ed. Ben Ed. Ben Ed. 
In Germany, you can no longer use the name, guess what? Adolf. Well, that that has been, uh, you can use Adolf. You can't use Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Have, has that been tried? Yes. In Germany, yep. wow. There but you, go. you can no longer use Lucifer. Oh, really? In Germany. Why? Um, I don't know. I think if you're German, maybe you're trying to keep an eye on things. The <laughs> right. Government. Like maybe there's a little bit of overcorrection happening. Yeah. Uh, I endorse that. I mean, look, I just watched The Pianist for the first time. I don't know why it took me so long. Adrian Brody won uh-huh. the Oscar. Really good, Germans right? Germans are fucked up people. I mean, I'm not saying there weren't some pockets of Germans that were opposed to the Nazis. Right. A lot of them weren't. No, a lot of them were okay with it. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just okay with it, but like, he's a Jew. We yeah. found a Jew. Kill it. Like, it was fucking crazy. I've heard that about World War II. Yeah. Anyway, so you can't say that. America wasn't so great either, I got to say. We didn't jump in as quickly as we might have. I think that they're the... I'm Jewish, so I obviously uh, take take that as... Um, fill, uh, there's a grain of... Take it with a grain of Jew. Um, of kosher salt. Uh, I think that in... My understanding is that all over... Everywhere, it was like, what are we going to do about the Jew problem? Mm-hmm. So Germany was going to take care of it, and that's okay. We're going to look the other way. Yeah, I mean, England did threw all the Jews out back yeah. in, what, the 17th century? It's a problem that's happened repeatedly. Yeah. Anyway, pianist. I don't think it, it was. It, how, how disturbing, upsetting would you say it is? The movie? Yeah. Very. Okay, I won't be seeing it then. Very. Nutella cannot be used as a name <laughs> in France. Why? A daughter named, they, they named their daughter Nutella, and uh, <laughs> they, they, they said that it's the trade name of a spread. Well, that makes sense. And they said, quote, it's contrary to the child's interest. That's probably true. <laughs> yes. That's yes. smart. Okay. It's almost like the government steps in and says, we're better parents than you are. Yeah. In uh, Sweden, guess what name you can't name your child? Lingenberry. Keep going. You're fucking close. Swedish meatball. Ikea. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they said that uh, they have laws forbidding names that may cause offense or discomfort. For the child? Yes. In the U.S., the name Ikea peaked in popularity in 1989 when 72 girls and nine boys were named Ikea. That's insane. Yep. It's not a pretty name to, to my ear. No. And uh, it must be a very frustrating kid. <laughs> uh, in America. <laughs> wait, was it in America? Yeah. You cannot call your child Messiah. Really? This, this happened in East East Tennessee, uh, and a seven-month-old boy was forced by the court to change his name to Martin. They said the word Messiah, this is a quote, the word Messiah is this is from the Tennessee court. Mm-hmm. The word Messiah is a title, and it's a title that has only been earned by one person, and that one person is Jesus Christ. The decision was overturned on appeal and the judge was fired. I wonder if Good. the kid changed his name from Martin back to Messiah, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that being, while I disagree with the reasoning for it, there's plenty of people named Jesus. Plenty of kids named Jesus. I do think having the name Messiah would be like kind of a pain in the ass. 
What do you call them for short? Mess? That's no fun. Aya. Sigh. 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 Yeah. Um, in France, the uh, somebody wanted to name their son Prince William, but a local court denied this request, ruling that the name would bring the child, quote, a lifetime of mockery. It's true. Well, I, I, I don't mind the way they're stepping in. Prince William. I mean, ultimately, wouldn't you just call him... Will. Will? Yeah, that would be okay. Minnie Cooper. Is not allowed. It was the same couple that went with Prince William. And they want to name their other child Their other kid, Minnie Cooper. That was also denied. Really? Because there is a Minnie Cooper? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Minnie Driver. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You mean the original Minnie Driver had to change her name? (laughs) I mean, think about that. You think that, was that her God-given name? Minnie Driver? Minnie Driver? Wasn't that before that was the mini? Name? Wasn't I think it's her name? It wasn't that before the the mini car, the Mini Cooper. Yeah, but Mini Driver just also sounds like a like a dwarf driving a car, doesn't it? It a does. Mini like a small driver. I gotta look look it up. Like maybe her real name is something else. Her yeah. real first name. You do that, and I will hit you with the next one, which is really gonna blow your mind. In New Zealand, uh, anal was prohibited. A N A L. Anal. Good. And uh, it fell under the category of might cause offense to a reasonable person. Yeah. Anal. I wonder what the last name was. Bead. Gland. What if it's Asian and it's anally? There you go. I also wonder if that kid would not be targeted for a certain type of sexual activity blowjobs anal sex (laughs) were you kidding no i mean yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) for a year and a half you were kidding right i was kidding we're so in sync after a year and a half (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me Uh, listen i found i found mini driver yeah her real name is amelia fiona driver Amelia Fiona. So Minnie. So she made up Minnie. Yeah. That's a pretty name. Could have been a name when she was a baby. That's a cute name for a kid, Minnie. Mm -hmm. So maybe her mother was also Amelia? I feel like I should be able to find out because they usually say, let's see. Um, In the meantime, I'll tell you about a uh, a German authorities prohibited a Turkish couple from naming their son Osama bin Laden in 2002. Yeah, good. Which would have been one year after 9-11. Why are people trying to get so creative with the, and provocative with the names? It was a Turkish couple. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine a kid being named? Uh, why would you do that to your child? Yeah, I don't know. But I... I I, I vaguely remember a story of a white pride couple who had given their kids the names like Adolf Hitler or something, and they just to I just to commemorate what you believe in, I guess. I don't well, know. Well, the worst is if you name your kid something like, what if you're what if you named your kid John Gacy, before John Wayne Gacy was convicted <gasps> of being a serial killer? That would suck. And it's now if you it's do it late. after that, you're really right. What are you doing? Right, right. And finally. 
in Saudi Arabia, um, Linda. Really? Because it's a Western-sounding name, and they don't allow Western-sounding names. But just that one? No, what like about any, like Gail, no, like Karen? Oh, okay. Any of them that sound Western-sounding are not allowed. Interesting. Yeah. Still. It's just happened. Well, there you go. Hot off the fresses. Good hot off the fresses. Good story, Greg. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I have a story here about, uh, it's it's a study. Grandparents may be causing kids harm with their outdated parenting beliefs. Oh, boy. This story makes me feel sad, and it puts a pit in my stomach, because basically, grandparents offer to take care of the kids, they're doing what they think is in the kids' best interest. They're trying. They love the kids. However, ideas about what constitutes good parenting and how you should do various things have changed over the ages, and they might not might not be up to speed. So we talk about it on this show. Uh, you know, kids are meant babies are supposed to be put to sleep on their back. There's the whole back is best campaign um, because because sleeping on your back. Uh, statistically reduces the risk of SIDS. However, when we were children, babies slept on their tummy. That's right. Because the idea was they could throw up in the middle of the night and if they're on their stomach, they won't choke on it. But then it turned out that that never happens or something. So now back to sleep, back to sleep. Always put them on their back. They should be sleeping in a crib with no anything, you know, no crib bumpers, no blanket, no stuffed animal. No blanket? No blanket. Really? Until they're a certain age, then they can have a blanket. Yeah, because they can get like, they can, anything that they could conceivably suffocate on, Mm. uh, they can't have. What about like a plastic bag? That's okay. Because kids like playing with plastic bags. They like playing with plastic bags. No, I feel like that's not allowed either. Mm. Um, They have these. I had a cute little um, stuffed uh, monkey. It was stuffed with asbestos. Like, is that? That's also not allowed. It's it's counterintuitive. This whole woke bullshit. The lead paint they don't want. No. Um, Something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So they. Did your kids have sleep sacks? Do you know what that is? No. It's like this little, little, it's so cute. It's this little wearable blanket and it like has, it's like Like a a little condom. You slide into it. (laughs) It's, it's much flappier and bigger than a condom, depending on what you're dealing with. But uh, it's like this little. You mean condoms Couch. aren't supposed to be? F- no, it should be pretty tight. Yeah, you might need to size hmm. down. Interesting. Um, it's got sleeve holes, and it's like this little zip-up sack pouch thing that they sleep in. And uh, when we have a fleece one, we had a fleece one for Elliot, and uh, when we put would put it on him, we we would call him Snuggless MacArthur because <laughs> he's so snuggly. <laughs> <laughs> and it amused us intense. Uh, I came up with that, by the way. That's, That's mine. I give it to you guys. Anyway, so the things that grandparents might not realize, uh, they should be on their back to sleep. And then also, uh, apparently back in the day, if a kid had a fever, the idea was you an ice bath, as uncomfortable as that sounds, an ice bath would be good because it would bring their fever down. And now that can lead to hypothermia and it uh, it's just not good. Like you don't do an ice bath now. You do a lukewarm bath. So, um, talk, you know, lest you think that the answer is like, it'll all be fine, whatever. No, you really got to be on top of what your caregivers are doing. 
I'm looking well, for the person in the world who's like, just let it go. It'll all be fine. Cause that's like my natural fear of confrontation and laziness would pair up so well with the message of like, just, just bury your head in the sand. But I, you're really not supposed to as a parent. I just think it's amazing that, that most of us, ourselves included, blame our parents for most of our unhappiness. And we feel like the way we were raised. It's their fault that I do that. Was so bad. Yeah. That we're miserable until you have your own kids. I know. And then once the kid's like a year, you call that same parent and you're like, will you come watch my kid? I got to get the <laughs> hell out of here. I need to go drink. Whatever you did to yeah. me, you can do it to them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Free me up. And I remember my grandparents and they just didn't happen often. Maybe, maybe two or three times in my life, my grandparents babysat for us overnight while my parents went away and they, my grandfather drank the fucking liquor cabinet dry and my grandmother used to spank us really yes for like the littlest thing like for what like i went too far down the street we lived on a dead end and i went too far down the street and she spanked me in front of my friends on the, really? on the front lawn yeah on your butt i was 19 years old no really yeah right on my butt over the clothes yeah okay good i don't know how spanking works thankfully mm. There's a lot of spank. I know my they they hit my mom a lot. Her parents and really? my dad's parents hit him a lot. And in turn, they didn't hit us a lot, but they hit us pretty regularly. Oh, your mom? Yeah, your my your mom and parents. dad used to both hit us. Yeah, your mom and dad. Wow, it's what was done back then. Yeah, but you know we've talked about on the show how we are so opposed to it, mm. and we can't even fathom doing that. And then, um, you know, 70% of the country believes in- Is it that much? 70% believes in spanking. Are you sure it's that? I remember being shocked at how high it was. You sure it's 70? I'm going to look it up right now. Why don't you talk about something? All right. Well, I was thinking that it might be time to do some highs and lows. Okay. You know what I could do, though, actually? I could remind everyone where you can find us. We love hearing from you, childishpod at gmail.com. We want your voicemails, 323-553-2331. Please follow us and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram, at childishpod. If that information came too fast for you, I mean, you could rewind, but also just go to childishpod.com. And that, right? That's what it is? Yes, it is. All the of our pro spanking block has moved from about 84% Jeez. in 1986 to about 70% in 2012. People, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, it's higher among born-again Christians. It's higher among African-Americans. It's higher in the South and the Midwest it goes south highest, then the Midwest, then the West. Northeast is the lowest. But it's still, Northeast is still 63%. It makes me think I'm in a, thankfully, in a bubble of people who just don't believe in that, or unless they're like secretly doing it, but I don't think they are. Republicans are at about 80%. Democrats are at about 65 that crazy? It's crazy to me. Yeah. Can you even imagine laying a hand on your kids? Nope. Couldn't no. do it. Me neither. And and the idea of anyone laying a hand on them um makes me mental. Oh yeah. Yeah. Highs and lows. <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, my high. My high. Owen said mama. He oh, says no. mama now. Yeah. Oh, really? He says mama. Oh, that's cute. He says hi, uh-huh. but he says it like hi. Hi. It's like two syllables. Hi. Hi. Was that his first word? I think hi might actually have been, which is weird because usually data is the first word. But he says hi. He says mama. He can kind of say dada. It's weird because dada really usually is the first one, but not this time. Wow. Um, but mama is, yeah, he definitely says that. So it's very sweet. And then he's starting to talk to like the, the way he's vocalizing his gibberish is sort of in the form of sentences and paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And I remember that as a phase from Elliot. Um, so yeah, he's starting to talk. So wow. that is very, very exciting. What about you? Well, I can actually tie that into my high, which is my high is that my daughter is very into, I don't know, I've, I've probably talked about this on the show, but she's very into babies. Yes. And she babysits at school one period of the day for the last two years. She uh, works in the daycare center and she holds the babies. And then she got a job after school. She's got a job two days a week working at a, uh, a nursery. She holds the babies there. She loves me. So anyway, there's this um, there's this documentary series on Netflix that's called Babies. Mm-hmm. That's, I've heard about it. It's great. It's great. Um, it's very in depth. It's kind of academic, but it's which is great for her because she wants to go to college for this. She already knows. And so uh, we've been sitting on the couch every night watching episodes of Babies, and it's really sweet. But one of the things that they talk about is that. Babies begin talking. There's something about walking oh, that stimulates the brain, and there's a huge correlation between speaking right after learning how to walk. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Should I watch this this babies thing? Oh yeah, it's great. And they, there's all kinds of like each episode is about something. Like one episode is about breastfeeding, and uh, one of the things I didn't know about breastfeeding is that the you're not going to believe this, but this is true. The mother's breasts can sense when the baby has an infection and it produces antibodies specific to what's going on with the baby. Wow. Yeah. You're not believing it. No, I am. I was trying to think of a joke and it just didn't come fast enough. Like a, you know, Burger King, you get it your way or what? Like it just, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't, but I, yeah, it's it like Burger happen. King, you know? Like it's it's customized. Yeah. Something about the customization, but you know, anyway. Imagine it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that's that's incredible. And then one of the other things that was said, another one was about um, how when fathers are primary caregivers, not even primary, but like equal caregivers, mm-hmm. when they're really committed to regular contact with the baby, they they produce they because you know moms produce oxytocin right. from raising babies. Men start to produce if they don't get involved, they don't produce it. Mm-hmm. If they do, they produce it, and it goes into the medulla. Is that the that part is of the a brain? part of the brain? The, it it goes into the that that part of the brain. The receptors there open up. Oh, that's so to interesting the, to it, and that that stays that way for the rest of your life. Oh wow. So having a baby is literally rewiring you to be happier for the rest of your life. That's amazing. Having a baby and then being involved. Yes. That's amazing. You got to be involved. That's the trick. That's the catch. Yeah, that's the catch. (laughs) So Wow. uh, Yeah, so so my high has been just watching her get excited about it. And we talk about it a lot. 
right afterwards. There was another episode about them walking, and they showed that, I don't know if you remember this with your boys, but like, if you hold them up, like right out of the womb, like mm-hmm. yeah, two weeks they old, have it walking. They, they can walk, right? If you g- give them like seventy percent support, they'll yeah. walk. And they they put nerd, they put little electrodes on the baby, and they tracked it, and they showed that that same movement is exactly the same as the first movements when they walk for the first time. Wow! Like it's not a different spasmodic kind of thing. It's like no, they are they come out, they come out of the, first of all, they come out of the womb. And they can crawl to the breast. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I know about. Yeah. Um, in the old days, I think you would just sort of put them on your breast. And nowadays they they say, put them near it and let them find it. Yeah. And you watch their little head kind of like, I mean, they're just born babies. Well, you probably just saw it on the documentary, the, the way they kind of move to right. the breast. It's really interesting. I do that with my wife with blowjobs. I don't put her face right on it. Mm-hmm. I just let her let her bob and find it. Yes. I'll put it on my chest. And then it's so cute just to watch (laughs) her root around for it. (laughs) Does she have trouble finding it? Because no, even though it's you got a flappy condom on. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't trust her. I still wear condoms. (laughs) Uh, Okay, my low. uh, Elliot had an ear infection, which. It seemed to come on suddenly. Our nannies, because he came, he they got home and he like came to me and he was crying. And so, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And she said she thought he had an ear infection because he was like touching his face and saying something was hurting. And for some reason, I didn't I didn't think her assessment was correct, but I gave him Motrin and then he was fine. Mm. Um, and then exactly six hours later, we put him to bed. Um, so it's now like the middle of the night and no, I think I have the timing off. Maybe there's a second dose, but anyway, after everyone had been in bed on the monitor, I heard crying and he was sitting up in bed crying again. Um, but like half asleep and it was, ex- it was exactly six hours from the last dose. So it had worn off. So we gave him, um, Motrin again and he was fine. And then thankfully we already had a pediatrician, just a checkup appointment for the next day. And she looked and he did have an ear infection. Mm. And it really was like a, you know, our nanny has been a nanny for 17 years. She's worked for many different families. Of course, if she, like, I should trust her more. I do trust her, but I'm just saying, like, for some reason, I was like, I don't think he has an ear infection. And, and, like, she was totally right. So, anyway, um, then we had to give him antibiotics for 10 days. And getting him to take it was hard because it's gross. But we realized um, we these little like crystal light flavorings where you, I don't know if you've seen those for water. You just put a squeeze in. We let him put a drop into the um, amoxicillin and make it mango flavored. And that that's like a, a tip if you're into that. Uh, then he was like excited to take oh, it. Okay. So now he's fine. Um, but it was he was just in so much pain. Oh, that's my low. Yeah, that ear the ear infections hurt like shit. Yeah, those are tough, especially then you got to fly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see kids get on the plane and they get oh. an ear infection. Oh, I remember. I mean, I vaguely remember because I had them. Kids get them kind of frequently. They get them frequently. Yeah. I think it has to do with the anatomy of of the ear at that age. Yeah. Um, that that hurt. Yep. Milo is uh, Jojo can't seem to get up and out in the morning and get to school on time. 
and it's been an ongoing thing for years. Mm-hmm. And we've got we've got four clocks in her room, different alarms go off, and you don't want to turn into the nagging parent right. that keeps knocking Jojo. It's time to go, Jojo. Yeah. It's time to go, and then she gets irritated. But it's like. You know, we yeah. make her her eggs with uh, with uh, locks in it every morning. Yum! And she gets brought tea into bed, and uh, we do everything we possibly can. But so, if anybody has any advice, is it that she for doesn't a want to girl. get out of bed, or it just takes her a long time to get ready? Which I think is the she slow just, part? Like me, I'm so foggy in the morning, and I'm the same way. I have a hard time getting up, and she's just really yeah. struggling. And I, I'm not saying it like. I'm getting mad. I'm just like, I feel bad because I know she's not happy about it either. Right. So, Does she get enough sleep? Yeah. Goes to bed at like 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. They should just make school start at 11. Well, next semester, I don't think she has a class first period, so that would oh, be a lot better. But then nice. she surfs before school one or two days a week. And, and then she does has to she wake have, up at like five. Does she have trouble waking up then? No. Mm, ding, ding, ding. There you go. So what? I'm not saying there's... I'm not saying this is a choice, but I'm just saying when it's something she's excited to do, she's able to get out yeah, the door. Right. But hey, I remember not wanting to go to school. Right. Greg. Yeah. When it comes to beauty products, there are so many choices. Why not demand more from your favorite brands? I'm more motivated than ever to stick with high quality, amazing products that are both vegan and cruelty free. That's why I love Thrive Cosmetics. And that's C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S. Like, cause like cause thrive cosmetics um they make high performance products that are uh made with skin loving ingredients their clinically proven formulas highlight your best features with long lasting wear and all thrive products are formulated without parabens sulfates and phthalates and they give back for every product purchased thrive cosmetics helps women in need by donating funds or products their causes include women emerging from homelessness surviving domestic abuse and women fighting cancer uh and i am currently in love with thrive cosmetics bright balance three-in-one cleanser um it smells really good it works really well it's not drying and it happened at a time in my life where i was I mean, sometimes the universe just gives you what you need. And what I needed was this particular cleanser because mm. I, my old one had been discontinued. They also have a really famous uh, mascara and they had to have great products. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash childish and use code childish for 15% off your first purchase. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash childish. Code childish for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com slash childish. Code childish. Here's something you might be interested in. Are you are you interested in learning about uh, how children develop? Yes. Check out the Princeton and NYU Discoveries in Action Lab, or PANDA, a virtual lab where researchers hope to discover how kids learn about the world. Panda offers quick and fun games for families with children ages 3 through 10. Participate from your home computer anytime, and as a thank you for contributing to science, you will earn a $10 Amazon gift card. Head to www.discoveriesinaction.org and sign up. To find out more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at discoveries in action greg yeah i think uh we should do a voicemail you rang oh i love it when you guys call in this is uh a friend of ours who is um didn't identify themselves but 
Is it a friend of ours? No. All our listeners. All our are listeners friends. are our friends. Got it. Hi, Greg and Allison. Uh, I'm calling. Uh, I would count myself as one of your listeners. Uh, we do not have a kid, uh, but I love the show. Listen every week. It's become one of my favorite podcasts. I was wondering for each of you, um, did you always want to have kids um, without a thought in your mind? As a teenager in your 20s, I'm 25 years old and I've never really had the active thought that I'd be interested in having a kid. Um, and I wonder what that means for uh, a potential for parenthood uh, down the line. So I'm just kind of interested in comparing notes with you guys. So, yeah, would love to, to hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. What do you think? I always wanted kids. Yeah. I always knew that I wanted to have kids one day, even though I didn't actively feel my biological clock ticking like ever. I think that if I had waited for it to, if, if I had waited until I felt like in my bones that I'm ready, I would have eclipsed my window because I was getting older and I still felt like I don't feel like I'm ready, but I know that I want them. So I went ahead and, and, and had them. Um, and I'm happy I did. That being said, I think the fact that you're 25 and have never had the thought that you want kids doesn't necessarily mean anything about whether you're going to have them or not. It starts at 26. That's when you start thinking about it. Really? Yeah. Mid 20s is the transition from like, hey, it's all about me. I got to get my career going. I got to figure out who I am. And then once you turn 26, you start thinking, you know, maybe in the next five years, I should be getting on track. Like, I just wanted to be a kid. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted kids. I wanted to play. I wanted to do all the silly shit that kids do. I fucking love babies. I was like my daughter. I loved babies when I was a kid. And I always would play with them. And um, I thought they were cute. And I didn't because I had some substance abuse issues. And so I thought I could never have a kid. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And then once I knew that I was solidly sober, and I'd gone to some therapy. I didn't want to give my kids any of the shit that I had. Right. And so I did some work. And I think that's maybe where you're at right now is maybe, sir, you need to, um, you know, keep focusing on yourself for now. Make yourself the best person you can be. Mm -hmm. And you'll be that much better of a parent. I, I know Daniel thought he might never want to have kids. Really? Mm -hmm. And then uh, then he, he changed his mind. So you can change your mind. Yeah. That being said... If you're sure you don't want to have them, don't, don't have, them. have them. Yeah. Big proponent of not having kids if you're not on board. Right. I don't think you have to be sure you want them. You have to be open to it. If yeah. you're like, fuck no, that sounds awful, then don't, don't do it to I yourself. I know tons of my friends don't have kids and they're older and they're very happy they didn't, except for one couple. Let's do one more. Here's <laughs> Let's another do it. one. Greg and Allison, hello. This is Steven from North Carolina. I love everything you guys do. Looking for some input. Um, so I have two young children, and I'm gone all day. And then I get home, and I'm with them while their mother goes to work. And, you know, I'm tired. I'm beat by the day. And I do my best to put on, you know, happy dad, energetic, spend time. I try to put all that on, and it's almost like, you know, working a second shift which I'm glad to do, but sometimes I fail and, you know, maybe I'm quick to anger because I'm so tired or, or you know, I feel like lately I've been doing something that I regret, 
daily, like just getting too angry too quick or doing something that upsets my kids. Um, so my question is, is how do I deal with being, you know, slow to anger? And if I do make a mistake, how do I deal with the guilt of the mistake I made? Thanks, you guys. Well, as the angrier of the two of us, I'll start. Um, I think the main thing is like, you know, you really don't anger towards a kid can really uh, be traumatic. It's I don't know what level of anger, but if it's extreme anger, it can really uh, do a number on them. So you got to learn to just take a breath. You have to learn when you get angry because I've taken anger management classes (laughs) to just take a beat, just step away, take a breath clear your head and then come back into mm-hmm. it. If you if you indulge yourself to have your first reaction every time, you are going to feel guilty because that's not you. That's not who you are, Stephen. You're a guy who obviously cares a lot about his kids, who is happy to work doubles to do it, who shows up home tired and still tries to be the great dad that he can be and give yourself a break. You're not going to be the perfect dad. You're going to do your best and that's going to be plenty. But in terms of anger, you have to find, and you may need to take an anger management class uh, because that's something that um, will impact them. If they regularly have their primary caretaker explode at them, it doesn't make them feel safe. So do what you need to do, but um, but you're doing fine. That's such a perfect answer. I don't think I can touch it. I don't have anything to add. I do have a question though. Yeah. In anger management, do they teach you to identify the anger like before you react well yeah they teach you a lot of it is just cognitive behavioral therapy which is just realizing that um nothing is what you think it is like there's no reality to your anger Mm. your anger is a reaction you're having to something that you have choices about Mm -hmm. how to react you can literally stop and make a choice that I'm doing this because I feel like this about myself. The more you get to know yourself, the more you realize like your reactions are not based on this person cutting you off. They're based on the fact that your parents didn't listen when you were a kid or whatever it is. Right. And so you just stop for a second and you go, all right, that this, this is not, my emotions are, do not equal the truth. Right. Truth is different. Um, there is a 12 step saying if it's hysterical it's historical ah. meaning if you have if you're having a hysterical a huge reaction it's triggering something right which i think is usually true and if you're getting mad at your kids they're just pushing a button in you mm-hmm. and uh and they're so close to you that you can have a very strong reaction to right it. greg we, oh, we've done it again how do we keep doing it every time we do it i'm like well I don't know if we can do it again. And then we do it again. And then we do it again. Just nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And you can't stop Just the stop successes us. keep coming. And we're going to keep doing it until O2 is 18 years old. So we've got almost 17 more years oh of this. Oh, my God. Of perfect one after another perfect episode. Can you imagine how good they're going to be 17 years from now? I mean, can you improve on perfection? All right, then let's do it for 18 because we'll really just be hitting our stride. <laughs> I am Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Allison Rosen. And we are Childish. Childish.